0: Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Six One Indiecast. My name is Mike Towndrow, aka it's Mike Town. And tonight, I'm joined by nobody. <laughs> That's right, it's a solo Mike show tonight. Why is it a solo show? Well, the Six One crew, we're very tired. We're at our limits. <laughs> it's been a rough few weeks, months. Everything. It's been a rough, a rough go as of late. Uh, you know, everybody's okay. People just need, the, the coop needs to rest a little bit. So I figured, you know what, Kyle Stevenson, he did a solo show and played MLB The Show like maybe a hundred episodes ago. I could do a solo show. I could carry this thing for one week because I don't want to miss a week. So why not? Why not try? You know what I'm saying? Full disclosure, it's going to be a weird show. I'm also very tired. I'm also at my limit. There is so much to do between Extra Life, our anniversary, some other secret things that you don't know about. But... I love you so much, and I'm going to push through. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I may ramble on a lot. I may start slurring my words out of exhaustion and thirst, but we're going to do the goddamn thing, because that's what pigeons do. <laughs> but before we do that goddamn thing, let me remind you that you are listening to the 6-1 IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast highlighting the indie gaming scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. Usually, you could tune in live every Thursday night on twitch.tv slash 61Indie at 8 p.m. Eastern, or catch episodes as they drop on all major podcast feeds first thing Monday morning. If you're hungry for a little more, you can support us over on patreon.com slash 61Indie and snag some extra goodies, such as our bonus post show. Pause there. We'll see if we do a post show tonight. I could carry an cast. I don't know if I could carry a post show, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. But... If money is tight, no worries. You can still show your support in so many ways. Leave us a review, follow at 61 Indy on Twitter, toss us that Twitch Prime sub, give61indie.com a gander, and tell your friends all about us. Big shout outs to our pigeon producers for the month of October. Joe Wilson, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Aaron Cini, Alec Bobgo, Kobe Cortis, Cole, aka The Good Sir, and Jessica Sanchez bit of housekeeping for you tonight. Uh If you're listening to this on Patreon, Saturday, Extra Life, it's happening. If you're listening to this on Monday when it goes live for everybody else, this past weekend, Extra Life, it happened. <laughs> Regardless, you could go to bit.ly slash 61kids, and you could still donate throughout the end of the year. Our goal this year, $2,000, but I, we've crushed that in the past. I want to crush it again this year. Everybody's going to come together here in Sleepy Hollow. We're having a great time. Again, if you listen to this on Patreon, I'm stoked to have you in chat. Hang out with us. Watch us be complete morons. Very excited. Oh, and patrons, you're going to get this little sneak peek because this is going to go. I'm going to tweet this tomorrow. Uh, if you go to 611nd.com, click that store link. We have a super sick uh, Halloween themed sweater, like sweatshirt. All profits from that sweatshirt will go towards the extra life campaign. So pick that up. It's super cool. Designed by Kelsey. Very sick. Very sick. Uh, November 5th is the third birthday for 6-1 Indie. Wild. So wild. We begin year three on November 5th. Uh, We got some stuff up our sleeves. Nothing too crazy to give you a bit of insight. Um, A lot of it is going to be kind of like restructuring and rebalancing a couple things because... Obviously, now that we're all back at, to, back at work, and obviously, like this is this is a, a, a side job. You know, this is our our dream thing that we, we are, we're building on the side, on top of trying to survive. Um, we're gonna rebalance a couple things to make sure we could be steady with content while also not killing ourselves. Um, well, I should say without burning ourselves out. So, November fifth. Keep an eye out. For some updates, there's going to be some updates to the Patreon um, and some updates to programming. Um, but, yeah, we'll have more to say on Saturday, November 5th. Maybe we'll do a stream. Maybe I got to talk to Kyle about that. See if uh, folks have the energy to do another stream on top of Extra Life. Um, if not, maybe I'll just do it. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on Twitter.com slash six Indy at six on Indy on Twitter. Uh, and we'll keep you in the loop. Uh, I'm gonna take a sip of water. See, this is the problem with doing a solo show. Hold on. I tried to swallow really loud, so you could believe that I was actually sipping water. Um, the problem with doing a solo show is that, like, usually when like Kyle is talking or Austin is talking or Justin or Harry, it gives me a break to take a break, uh, take a take a breath, and take a sip of water. I'm a real thirsty bitch. I'm a real thirsty bitch. I need my my quenching. You know what I'm saying? Last bit of housekeeping. Harry and Co. on the editorial side, making some moves. Things are happening. Finally, thank you for your patience. I know it's been quiet for a while. Again, it's been a rough few months uh, trying to figure out things with me, like transitioning to the PR life and all that kind of stuff. Though, you know. Um, so uh, w- w- what just went live? Uh, Justin just dropped a remarkable uh, retrospective on Sable. He actually got to talk to one of the developers to help him out with that piece. It's super cool. It's super uh, super cool. Super cool. Halloween. Ooh. Super cool. Super in-depth. Uh, so highly recommend checking that out. And then Austin reviewed Europa, this really cool gravity-defying puzzle game. Uh, I really want to check it out. It seems really sick. Austin seemed to really like it. But go to 6 click those articles, give them a share, all that good stuff. And as for next week, Monday, Secret thing, gang dropped. Very excited for that. Uh, And then later on the week, Juno got to interview Lilith, the developer behind Bloodborne PSX and uh, Bloodborne Cart. So that should be going live on the site probably earlier in the week. Maybe Tuesday? Again, depends on how burnt out we are. We'll see. See what happens. Uh, Well, y'all, let's get into things. It's a weird episode. I don't really have a firm structure or anything for you. But in the Discord... I posed a question to y'all. I said, "In light of No Code and Annapurna confirming that they are in fact working on a Silent Hill title, which indie studio would you like to see revive a seemingly dead AAA franchise?" So we're going to roll with that tonight. In case you missed the news, Silent Hill Transmission happened yesterday, uh, and funny enough, the No Code game—they uh, talked about that at the Annapurna showcase last year—and. It looked really damn cool last year. It seemed like it was going to be uh, another stories untold situation where it was a very like VHS driven horror kind of weird vibe experience. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, my favorite my favorite genre vibe experience. Um, But yeah, it turns out it's a Silent Hill game. And what better people to make a Silent Hill game than no code? Uh, So Silent Hill Towerfall is the name of the game. And I am really excited to see what they cook up in the silent hill world. Uh, As a silent hill fan, I'm very excited for all the news and the comeback. Weirdly excited for the movie. Also, we're going (laughs) to here in, in the town, Joe household. We're going to do a a rewatch of the, the two movies, the one decent one. And then the one that's not super great, but we're going to, we're going to do a watch next week. I'm, I'm excited to check those out again. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill townfall, silent hill townfall. Uh, super stoked on that and yeah even like um, Behavior announced a, a Silent Hill game that seemed to be kind of a Dead by Daylight like with uh, with J.J. Abrams and his studio Bad Robot. Uh, curious about that um, and it seems like way more studios are going to be working on other Silent Hill games. Obviously Bloober another like smaller indie-ish studio doing the Silent Hill 2 remake which we have been speculating for a long time but Really cool to see uh, that actually confirmed, and it looks pretty damn fantastic. Um, I, we've talked about in the past, I don't have too much faith in Bloober. You know, I think they're okay. I think they are, They. they I think they put out decent work, um, but nothing has been wow for me. Like, the layers of your games are fine. I haven't played Observer, but I know people do like it. One of my coworkers over at Vicarious hates it, (laughs) which is really funny. Um, You know, I Blair Witch the 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 last third of that game is really freaking cool. Other than that, it's a mess. Um, You know, I haven't played the Medium, but you know, I I, you know people are lukewarm on the Medium, so we'll see what they could do when uh, teaming up with Konami, who obviously we can't really trust Konami making a video game um, in the the year of our Lord 2023. Um, But yeah, we'll see what Bluebird could do when actually handling somebody else's narrative and really just bringing an old classic to the modern era. Um, But yeah, going back to my question, No Code Annapurna working on Silent Hill, a dead franchise as of yesterday. Or I guess as of before yesterday, as of the other day, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I'm tired, y'all. It's been like I said, it's 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 been a few months. Um, got me thinking. Yeah, what indie studio would you like to see revive a seemingly dead AAA franchise? I will go first, since I'm the only one in this room recording. Um, I. And, you know, cliche answer from one Mike Toundro. Give the Star Fox license to Ben Hickling. Ben Hickling released X Zodiac this year into early access. X Zodiac is the best Star Fox game since Star Fox 64. If you have not played Exodiac yet, it is perfect. Even in its early access state, it is perfect. It is a perfect video game. And he would nail Star Fox. I mean, he already nailed Star Fox. The gameplay is there. Now just give him the license. Give him the green light to make a team Star Fox versus team Star Wolf narrative. And it'll be so badass. He can nail it. It's so good. Play X Zodiac. Y'all play X Zodiac. Uh, I'm going to look into another one. Um, damn. I can't remember the name of the game. Oh, it is this, which I'm not going to say yet. I'm going to say kill time. Instead of talking out loud, give Sheen Multimedia the F Zero license. Sheen Multimedia made Fast RMX. Fast RMX, a fantastic F Zero-like or Wipeout-like. It was a Nintendo Switch launch game that not a lot of people talk about. Um, I had a blast with it. The game again, the core gameplay is there. It's fantastic. The only thing missing from that game that makes it feel a little blandish is like the lack of characters and just, I mean the lack of character in tone. Um, if you put like Samurai Goro in there, if you put Captain Falcon in there, Oh my God. Like you put fast hard, like half fast RMX actually, you know what? Have fast. I have fucking like she in multimedia just remake F zero GX F zero GX. One of the best games of all time that nobody talks about easily top five GameCube game that nobody talks about. Uh, so yeah, give this team the F zero license. Very, oh, I was about to say, I'm very excited about that. Cause I just dreamed it up in my mind, but I would be so beyond stoked for that. And now we take a water break. Water. <laughs> I was going to go into like a fake ad for water. Um, Let's check in with y'all. Let's see what you guys said. I'm going to go to the Twitterverse because I know one Jake Palmer had a suggestion and it was really funny and it made me cackle. Jake Palmer, Lucky Mountain Games, the Cruising Series, because the Cruising Series is dead to me. <laughs> uh, you know, we have strong feelings about Cruising Blast here at 61 Indie. I reviewed it for the site back in the day. Cruising Blast, not a good cruising game. It's real bad. Uh, it's fine in arcades; it's a great arcade game. But for a console experience, pretty bad. So we need somebody else to take over cruising. Lucky Mountain Games. If uh, you are unfamiliar with that name, they worked on Hot Shot Racing. Hot Shot Racing is one of the best arcade racers in uh, the past five years, I would say uh, definitely the best arcade racer of the PS4 era. Uh, it is a staple in six, indie streams and let's plays and uh, extra life streams. So I'm pretty sure we're going to play it. I have to, that reminds me I have to download it tonight so we can play it this weekend. Um shot racing just feels so good. It's so frantic. It's so just downright fun. And it really captures the kind of like the summertime vibe Tone that the cruising series has had, like the summertime vibe mixed with adventure, uh, and a bit of like that angst, and nineties attitude. Hotshot nails that, and I really think they would do a killer job on something like cruising or even like outrun. Like give, uh, yeah, give the the cr- give cruising the treatment it really deserves. Cause like, yeah, blast cruising, blast ain't it? There, cruise blast did it. It was a good attempt, but it ain't it, chief. It ain't it. Uh, Matthew Wright shot me a text earlier and I'm going to currently scroll up in my text to find his answer. Now, Matthew Wright texted at three 38 PM Eastern on Thursday, October 20th monster in my pocket to be developed by tribute games. That's my answer for the tights podcast question. Cliche Matthew, right? I have no goddamn clue what monster in my pocket is. So I'm going to Google it right now. Monster in my pocket. What the hell is this, Matt? What? Monster in My Pocket is a media franchise developed by American company Morrison Entertainment, headed by Joe Morrison and John Weems, two former seniors at Mattel. The focus is on monsters and fantastical and legendary creatures from religion, mythology, folklore, fairy tales, literary fantasy, science fiction, cryptids, and other anomalous phenomena. Monster in My Pocket produced trading cards, comics, books, toys, board games, video game, and an animated special, along with music, clothing, kites, stickers, and various items. What the fuck is this? I've never heard of this. But apparently it was a fucking phenomenon? What? Matt, you're blowing my mind. Okay, it was like a it was like a matchbox thing. Okay, what's the video game? Video game. Uh developed by Konami, released January 92 for the NES. Okay. So if, if it's a Konami NES game, I mean, we all kind of know what that is, but I will I will YouTube it really quick just to verify. You know, it's going to be side-scrolling up or whatever, like a Castlevania-like. Let's see. YouTube. YouTube. bam Monster in my pocket. Uh, Here it is. There's a man platforming on cheese. Here. It's a... Uh, Yeah, he's he's scrolling around. He's beating up some monsters. Cool music. I think I think you're playing as Frankenstein. Yeah, seems cool. Wow. Fascinating. I've never heard of Monster in my pocket. Apparently it's like a worldwide phenomenon. That is wild. It reminds me of um there is that card game that's out currently. That uh Patreon producer Kobe Cortis is obsessed with Uh, MetaZoo kind of sounds like MetaZoo. So, Hey, if MetaZoo makes a game, give it to tribute. (laughs) There we go. We solved it. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Matt. Kudos to you. I I love you. Kudos. I love you. You're incredible. Hope you're doing well. I know you're doing well because I talked to you today. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Like you're a long lost friend. All right, let's go to the discord. The five star man says this might not count, but let Yacht Club Games make Mega Man. That absolutely counts. Yacht Club, granted, fucking massive now and like doing very well for themselves. They're still an independent studio and they're still a smaller studio. It absolutely counts. Um, maybe unless you were referring to Mega Man being a dead franchise, but like I, you know, Mega Man Eleven was. 11 was the last one, right? Apparently, not received super well. So. Yeah, maybe Capcom needs to give Mega Man up, license Mega Man out. And yeah, Yacht Club are the folks to do it. Yacht Club obviously just like (laughs) proved over and over and over again, they know how to do that type of game in modern era with Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, still one of the greatest uh, pixel platformers created in modern era, I would say, on modern consoles. Um, While it's, it's seriously so wild to think that for a Wii U exclusive title, how it was able to break out of that and just become a wild phenomenon—it's insane. But yeah, I think they would do a fantastic job with Mega Man. Hell, give Yacht Club—you uh, know—Ducktales, um, obviously a big inspiration for Mega Man, or not—not for Mega Man, for um, Shovel Knight was DuckTales with the shovel mechanic. Uh, so give them DuckTales. Give them some of the classic uh, Disney cartoon games. Like, uh, well, yeah, like DuckTales. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see them do uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Remember that Tiny Toon Adventures game? That would be fucking sick. I would love to see that. But yeah, give just give Ya Club licensed cartoon games. I think they would absolutely crush those. Hell, give Ya Club a Pixel Mario game. Like, I know, like, obviously, like, it's been a while since we got a 2D Mario game. It's, you know, sure, we got Mario Maker. Hell, yo, I would love to see Yacht Club do make a Mario Maker world or a Mario Maker game, like a game within Mario Maker. Fuck, that should happen. We should do that. Yacht Club, you rule. Very excited for Mina, the ho- the Hollower. Pot, I think next year. Wild to think that's next year already. But, yeah. Good shout, the five-star man. Good shout. The good sir. What up, PD pals? Now, I might be playing fast and loose with the AAA distinction, but the first game that jumped to mind is Dark Cloud. It is one of my top ten gaming franchises. I think a couple studios I could do it justice. The two that stand out to me will be Chucklefish and or Kitbox. Thoughts? Also, I'm really excited for your guys' extra life stream this Saturday. I unfortunately will be up in Santa Barbara, but I hope to catch a little bit before I leave to head up there. I look forward to seeing you in chat. I look forward to seeing you in chat as always. Um, I am not the person to ask about this. I have never played Dark Cloud. I own it. I think I own it on PS4, but I never really gave it a shot. Um, My my PS2 knowledge is very weird. Um, I, I mean, I had a PS2. I, st- I still currently have a PS2, but like... My PS2 was mostly Rockstar games. Um, the That really shitty Yu-Gi-Oh game that came out back in the day. Uh, Duelist of Roses. Duelist Roses. Uh, true Crime. Yeah. But I, I missed, like, I was not a Final Fantasy person. I, I Back in the day, like, I gave Kingdom Hearts a shot because of all the Disney stuff. But, like, it never clicked with me because it's a bad video game franchise and it should just go away. Yeah. Um, that's a joke. That's a joke. Calm down. Um, but yeah, so so Dark Cloud was is part of that group that uh, I just totally missed. But that being said, yeah, Chucklefish and Kid Fox are great. I mean, Chucklefish, if you're unfamiliar, Stardew. Or they they right? Didn't they publish Stardew? Now I'm getting confused. Chucklefish. I mean, they're also doing Witchbrook. Let's see what they actually developed. Because I'm losing my mind tonight. Published. Give me developed. Oh yeah, they pub- They only published. Oh right, Concerned A developed Stardew. Uh, Chucklefish developed Starbound, Wargroove, Witchbrook, or Witchbrook is coming, and Wayward Tide is coming. Um, I mean, yeah, given Wargroove and Witchbrook, they could. I I I trust Chucklefish implicitly. Uh, and with Kid Fox, yeah, Kid Fox with Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh my God, come on. Boyfriend Dungeon. Incredible game. I have to go back to play the Boyfriend Dungeon DLC. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. Uh, I haven't played a lot of DLCs. I started playing the um, Toem DLC, but then the save crashed, and I'm stuck. <laughs> like, I just can't get back into that game. Uh, so that's a bummer. Uh, Bug Snacks. I still have not touched that DLC, which is weird. I was very much looking forward to it when I previewed it for the site. It was like, I, I was really blown away by it. Um, and yeah, and and Boyfriend Dungeon. Haven't touched that yet. I gotta I gotta get in gotta get to it before the end of the year. M. Clancy. This isn't AAA, but having having recently played Hellpie, I think Sluggerfy could do a good job reviving Ape Escape. The 3D platforming mechanics of Hellpie were a lot of fun. Again, Ape Escape, something I totally missed back in the day. I do have the, uh, the fancy PlayStation Now. No, PlayStation Plus. So I'm going to give Ape Escape a shot one of these days. Um, but Hellpie hellpie has been on my list to actually pick up. Uh, but I really loved it when I played it at PAX East. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Hellpie, Hellpie is, it's essentially Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, it's just a very crude character platformer. Um, but it's really damn fun. And yeah, like M. Clancy's saying here. The platforming is just spot on. The platforming is really good. It has a really great grapple system. Um, it's definitely one of the definitely one of the highlights of the recent trend of three D character platformers. I would say I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, it might. I'm curious if it's on PlayStation's Halloween sale that just uh, that just went live recently. I gotta I gotta dig into that. I think I think I'm in the mood for some hell pie. Some good three D platforming. Well, thank you for those suggestions. That's all we got there, man. We, we're only running twenty five minutes, so listen, I'll, I'll go a little longer because I have been playing something that I've been very much looking forward to. But before I do that, another sip of water, a little water break. Ah. Insert ad for water. Um, I finally got to play. The Last Hero of Nostalgia. If you are unfamiliar with that name, this is a game that we have been ranting and raving about since April at PAX East. One, our PAX East game of the show. Uh, The Last Hero of Nostalgia, developed by Over the Moon Games and published by Codesync. It is a satirical Souls-like game. You are a a, a lone warrior. You're literally a stick man um, that is thrusted into the world of Nostalgaia which is the the world of video games and uh, the the game uh, the the world of video games is deteriorating it's deteriorating by from pixel to pixel and it's up to you to restore the memories of of all its inhabitants and and bring Nostalgia back to life which is a, all that terrible description but hey you you got the point um first off the mechanics it is a souls like now as many of you probably know from Soft Souls games. Some of my favorite games of all time. Bloodborne, right behind Star Fox 64 uh, on my list of all timers. Obviously, very much adore Elden Ring. Demon Souls, love it. Dark Souls 3, adore. So whenever a Souls-like comes out, I'm always really excited and then quickly pretty let down when I go hands-on. And that's because of how the games feel and how the combat feels and how the world feels. The last hero of Gaia is the best non-from-software Souls game that I have ever played. The combat just feels really impactful. It's really fluid. It doesn't feel floaty like a lot of Souls-likes are um, outside of FromSoft. Like, it feels like there's weight. It feels like there's purpose with each attack, and it just... it. It's very satisfying. It gives you that satisfying sensation when you are taking down a boss. Um, it's also very precise. It feels very precise, which is very important. So that's what really hooked me right away with Um, It's funny. When we're at PAX East, I was about to just like pass it by because I was like, ah, you know, it's going to be the same deal. It's going to be really floaty. It's not going to be precise. It's not going to feel this. It's not going to feel that yada, yada, yada. But there was an open table. And I'm so glad I went hands-on because I instantly fell in love with it as soon as I hit that first enemy. Um, And not to mention going into the first boss. Getting kind of that pushback, that resistance of a hard Souls boss, but then like mastering the moves and like knowing the timing of when to dodge and knowing when to shield up. It just clicked. It clicked the way a Bloodborne or Dark Souls or Elden Ring clicks. And that is the best compliment I could give last hero of Nostalgia. Now the flip side of this is the satirical part and the world of video game part games part. Um, the satirical part. I love that the game opens up like any other dark souls game, except the narrator at some point, like he cuts himself off mid sentence and he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to put you in. Um, I love that the character creator, since you are literally a stick figure character creator does nothing, but you could change all the meters. Like it has the, the cliche sliding, meters the, the well the sliders uh found in a lot of from soft games so it, it's poking a lot of fun at uh from soft but obviously in a respectful way it's definitely satire it's definitely parody um where things get really fun and interesting uh so when we played it back at pax east you are the, the pax east demo and e- even if you go to steam there there is a demo live on steam um you were playing in the first area. Like it's kind of the tutorial area. It's kind of like a big library kind of thing. Pretty straightforward with, with some cool quirks and surprises. Um, but there's two specific things. At some point in the tutorial area, you could find a key that leads you to a door that says NPC resting area, NPC waiting area. You unlock that. And you just see a bunch of the NPC enemies just hanging out. And then all of a sudden they get all aggro and you have to kill them. You keep going and you will see kind of what feels like yarnum in a way. Um, and I think it's purposefully yarnum because like one of the items is like a blood vial or blood thing. Uh so I think we're we it was just trying to hint at it a little bit. But even beyond that, after you get past the first boss, the demo ends when you go outside and like whatever. Uh but if you are quick enough, because our PAX East demo was timed, if you're quick enough, uh, you get to go outside and you get to look on the horizon a little bit. And kudos to Matt, who played it with me after we were trying to record a, a, a let's try about it, but it just didn't work out. But he caught in the horizon on the outside that there are very specific islands that are that can be seen. One of There's a few of them, but we recognize two of them. One of them is very much. Wind Waker it's the opening island of Wind Waker and the other one is Green Hill Zone like there are loops it's undoubtedly Green Hill Zone so this game is really trying to do some interesting fun things and not take itself too seriously um as I progressed last night playing the full version I, I've only played about like two hours so far Um, I didn't even get to the second boss yet um like I found Master Chief's armor or like a version of it. Uh one of the early weapons you get is a keyblade. Like they know what they're doing and it's so rewarding and it's so fun. And like it could be cheesy and it could easily miss the mark, but it doesn't. And like they very much know their sense of humor and they're they're executing it with not really executing well, but they're executing it with respect, which I really appreciate. Right. Uh, and it also does like some interesting mechanical things. Like I love, so similar to bonfires in this game, they're beacons. You can uh, specifically, like if you want to rest at a bonfire, but let's say, ah, how am I, how am I going to word this? You could kind of choose where you want to end back up at. So like, let's say, I ended up at a beacon that is right near the critical path, but I want to go exploring a little more. I keep exploring inside areas and all of a sudden I find another beacon. If I rested that beacon in other souls games, like I rest there, that's my checkpoint. But if I want an easy way to get back to the critical path, I could set the critical path beacon to be my tether. I think they call it. And once the thing is tethered, you could use something called firestones, and they'll warp you back to your tethered. Uh, beacon. So, like, if I'm done exploring a side bit, I don't, I don't want to walk all the way back to the critical path. I could just do a quick warp. It's very cool, very great. Another really cool thing with weapons and armor is you uh, are tasked, or like a side thing you could do to help upgrade, is have weapons remember certain actions and areas. So, like with the Keyblade, for example. And I'm not. Hopefully, it's not like. Um, I know that can sound like a spoiler. The keyblade is like something you find like right after the tutorial. Um, and it's like kind of in the critical path. And it's it's part of like teaching you this mechanical I'm about to talk about. Um you like select the keyblade and you're in a certain area, the keyblade will shake in the menu and you can hit remember. If you hit remember, it makes the key it makes the weapon a bit stronger and it opens up uh, a special trait. I, I forgot. I think it's like for the keyblade specifically, it was like chance to do extra critical damage or something along that extent. Um, And the cool thing is that you don't have to have the weapon or the item equipped to take advantage of those perks. Like the perks are just part of your character now, which is really cool. Uh, Another fantastic kind of quality of life thing that I wish more souls games did uh, the luck trait actually does something. Well, I mean it does something in the souls games, but like it shows you what it's doing. In your character menu, it shows you kind of the path of like, okay, once you're at five luck, you have a chance to do X amount of critical damage. Once you're at seven luck, you could do this perk at 10 luck. You get this perk. And it's a menu that tells you like with each level, what luck does for you. Similar to remembering weapons. The more you remember weapons, there is a menu as well. Like, Hey, you remembered five weapons. So this is what you could get now. Super cool. It's super like just approachable for the whole souls genre. Honestly, that's a great note to kind of touch on as well. Like, I think this is probably outside of from a pretty good gateway drug into getting into souls games. Like so far, like I know, granted, I'm not to sound like a, a jerk, but like I'm, I'm pretty experienced with the FromSoft games at this point, but like, it doesn't feel super challenging at all. Like it feels pretty approachable and pretty forgiving. So it might be a decent way to try to dip your toes into souls. Like I know we said, a lot of people have said that, including myself about Elden ring, just based on like the combat and some of the enemy stuff and like being able to grind and freely move around. But I think uh, the tone, the linear linearity, um, some of these quality of life changes make, nostalgia, a prime candidate to, uh, to give the souls genre a shot. So I would highly recommend it. Um, it's only on Xbox right now. It's Xbox and steam. Uh, I believe it's 25 bucks, dude. I just jump in. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm having such a blast so far. Um, not a six, one indie thing, but if you are interested in watching me stream Nostalgia, I'm trying to stream my full playthrough, uh, and I'm going to do it at least once a week. So usually Wednesdays at 7 p.m. I'm streaming on YouTube. So uh, if you just go to my Twitter, you'll you'll find the link. I, I don't have the the URL currently because I'm, I'm under 100 subs. But it's YouTube. It's Mike Town. Um, go sub. Hit the bell. Hang out with me. Um, and yeah, watch, watch my playthrough. It's a good time so far. <sighs> All right, y'all. I think we'll end it there. I think we'll end it there. Honestly, I'm surprised that I lasted 36 minutes by myself. <laughs> I think uh, Kelsey's gonna get here. We're gonna possibly do some Halloween decorations. I'm just gonna chill out. I got well, no, I'm not gonna chill out. I gotta, I gotta do some extra life stuff that uh, for patrons you will see on Twitter tomorrow. Um, just like a bunch of milestones and incentives and whatnot. Gotta tie up some loose ends. So I'm going to do that, and uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this weird episode of the 61 one IndieCast, episode 115. Of course, follow us at 6-1 Indie on Twitter, 61 one for some cool written pieces. You can follow me at It's Mike Town, It's Mike Town on YouTube. Go check that out. Oh, hey, if you missed 6-1 Spins that I used to do, when I shit, it was back in my old apartment. Now, if you missed 6 1 Spins, my video game vinyl show, I'm bringing that back on the new YouTube channel. So, uh, the first episode is going up on Friday tomorrow. So, if you're listening to this on Monday, go check that out. It's, a, uh, I, I, it's an unboxing of the Elden Ring, uh, 8 LP box set. It's a good time. All right, y'all. Good night. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Patrons, I I can't ramble anymore. So sorry. No post show this week. Uh, but I love you dearly. Thank you so much. And yeah, hope to see you guys in chat for Extra Life. And again, bit.ly slash six one kids. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-I-X-O-N-E-K-I-D-S. Donate what you can. We're gonna have some giveaways and stuff, like always. Some it's cool incentives, milestones. You could donate through the end of the year. And uh again, sixplane.com, click the store link. Really, really cool t-shirt. Uh, oh, sorry, cool sweatshirt from Kelsey. All proceeds, profits to extra life twenty twenty two. Good night, love you.